0: God, you have broken every change in our lives. You have spoken to us from the moment we were broken. You are hope. You are our living hope. So God, we pray you can continue falling fresh on us. You can speak to our heart, prepare our minds, our heart, and bless our kids as they go to Sunday school. Be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated thank you guys thank you guys um welcome to linda alliance and the kids can go to sunday school uh yes i love that (laughs) you know when we're doing a good job when a kid is excited to go (laughs) to sunday school i love it we give that kid ten dollars (laughs) after yes that's great um Happy Sunday, even though it's snowing, and it's like I got playing a good April Fool joke on us, but it's good. At least spring is around the corner. And next week is, is Good Friday. It's a, big, it's a big celebration for our, our Christian traditions. And, uh, and if you're at home, you have family, I encourage you to separate an hour. To come on Friday morning at, at, at 10 p.m. at 10 a.m. I keep saying PM. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like I'm gonna have to be here at 10 PM if you show up. We will do something. But come and we're gonna have a special service where we will remember what Jesus did on the cross. And then Sundays we're gonna celebrate what Jesus did on the cross and why it's the foundation of the church that Jesus is alive. He is uh, He's with us. Today, in the Christian tradition, uh, we celebrate Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday, if you're new to faith, basically is Jesus entering to, to Jerusalem. And, and, and in coming and have the welcome of a king. And it's the last week of Jesus. It's the last week of Jesus. And a lot of things happen on the last week of Jesus. And 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 I just today I would just want to focus on one event. Basically, the last night that Jesus is with his disciples. And Luke 22, there's a lot little things that happen in that conversation in that night when Jesus is welcomed the disciples. And there's a few conversations happening. They come into a house, they gather together, and they they Jesus is expecting to have a, a moment, a significant moment that will mark their life. But uh, the disciples coming with a different attitude, and they worry about power, who's going to be the coolest or have more followers on Instagram, and and, and, and the, who's, who's going to be the coolest disciple, who's going to be sitting next to, to Jesus. And Jesus so a sign of servanthood, to say, no, no, if you want to be great, you need to learn to serve. Okay, that issue is passed, and they're having a moment, they're having a few conversations. And there's something that happened right there. And I, when I read this, and the whole story of Easter, I have to ask that question, Is there. What is just happening? What What happened? Everything went different so quick. I wasn't expecting that. Have you ever had that moment like that in your life? What is just happening? You wake up this morning, open your curtains. What is just happening, right? Or sometimes you go to work. You go to a family event and everyone is happy. And then nuclear bomb right there, boom. And the family time together goes sideways, and everyone wants to leave. And you go, what did just happened? There is a lot of moments like that in the last week of Jesus, especially when Jesus died. What is just happening? That's not supposed to happen. I wasn't expecting that. And this is what happened. Luke 22, verse 31 and 32 say, Jesus is talking to Peter. Simon is, is his Aramic, Aramic name. And Luke, uh, Jesus say, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayers for you, Simon, that you fail, faith should not fail. So when you have repented, and turn to me again, strengthen strength your brother. I have pray for you that your faith will not fail. If by any chance in one moment I say your faith not prevail, you know what I mean. Fail. Every time I write this, I say prevail, and I notice it's wrong. So if that word come out of my mouth, you know what I mean. I mean fail. I practice so many times, and and it's like, oh my goodness, I keep saying that. Um, Jesus said that to Peter. And uh, I I guess when you hear something like that, it's not like the type of prophecy you want to hear. Oh, I'm going to break you. (laughs) The enemy wants to break you. Oh no, probably if you tell me something like that, I will rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We like prophecies like, I'm going to bless you, God is going to be with you, God is going to open the doors, God is going to bless you in your business, God is going to do that. We like that kind of prophecies. We get excited. But when a prophecy is more like, God is going to deal with you, Uh, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Can you deal with that person? That person needed the most. And probably you have a list of persons, you're asking God, can you deal with that person? But Peter was in shock because after Peter said, you know, Jesus, I'm willing to die for you. I'm willing to go anywhere for you. I'm willing to, you know, I'm here. He said, no, 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 you don't know what you're saying. You're going to deny me. Actually, three times. And something happened right there. Jesus was... Uh, Peter was just a regular guy. He was a fisherman. He has his own boat. He's, uh, he, he's Mary, as far as we know. Uh, um, some people will say the the reason that Peter denied Jesus because he healed his mother-in-law, but I don't know. We can debate that. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay, that's not... <laughs> That's not, that was a joke. <laughs> um, but I couldn't not resist. I, I, that's, my, that's a pastor joke for you. Um, but he was a, just a regular guy, a fisherman who know the seas. Um, actually, God called him at, at the boat, at the beach right there. And, and and Peter have this as a fisherman, he's like, I need to see, show me. He's not a guy who has patience. Actually, he was complaining that all night he was fishing, he got nothing. He wants to see stuff. And many times that, that that ability to, to say stuff put Peter in a good spot. But many times because he said the wrong thing too and put him in the wrong spot. But Peter made it to that inner circle with Jesus. He was friend. God, Jesus knew his heart, but at one point he was broken. You get to the point of we feel broken, and basically Jesus is saying, Satan wants to break you and throw you to the wind, so it never can find those parts so it can be put together. Brokenness is a painful thing. And maybe you feel you are broken. Or maybe you have experienced brokenness in your life. Maybe right now you feel broken. Again, like Peter, he's like, no, no, I will be there. And Jesus' prayer is not that Satan go away. Jesus' prayer is not that, oh, Father... Move the circumstances away so he can maintain strong. I say, Jesus is saying, I, the enemy is asking to have you and destroy you. Probably quoting what the same conversation that Satan and God had with Job. He wants to destroy you, but I have prayed that your faith, I almost said prevail, not fail. Would not fail. And I have to stop here. I have to stop for a minute because I have to think, you know, like many times I found myself praying that God will take moments away from my life. Oh, God, I'm going to go and do this. Can, can you please stop it? Then nothing will happen. Um, then nothing... Uh, for example, you're going to Calgary later today and you're praying that the, the sun come and, and it will be shiny and, and no snow. And we'll pray that the snow will go away. But most of the time we don't pray that God give us the wisdom, the strength, the patience to go through the snow. And stay strong even when everything looks bad. And, and when I name this sermon, you can get there. At that moment, Peter is thinking, I'm all in with Jesus. But what happened after in the next couple of events, what happened after, it changed the life of Peter because it's one of those moments, what had just happened? I was all in with Jesus, now I deny him. Now I'm away. Have you ever been in a situation you have tried to fix something, to deal with that issue in your life. You keep trying, you keep trying, you keep failing, you keep failing, you keep failing, and you're at the point, I give up. I cannot do this. In the last couple months, I I have been talking with a lot of friends who struggle with addictions. And one, one of the things we always repeat is, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I have the strength. And what I always say, you can do this. I believe in you. You got this. A week later, oh, I fell. You can do this. No, I can't. And that's how the enemy works in our life. And, and that is in the area of addiction. But what happened when you're praying that God would take your anger away? What, what are you praying that God take your lust away? When you're praying that God will fix something and you keep failing in the same mistake over and over and over. So we give up. And we stay angry. Sometimes maybe maybe we get angry with God. God, why are you not taking care of me and this? And that's why Jesus is praying for Peter. Not to change the circumstances, but rather that your faith staying strong. Why faith is so important in this part? Because it gives you hope hope. Something the enemy wants to destroy all along. Jesus is telling Peter, Satan wants to break you. he will break you. He will break you. Will break you. But I'm praying that your pray faith is strong, that you remember everything that I have told you. I have tell you many times how broken I was when I, in my, my teenager, my youth growing up and how many events happened. But not many times I have tell you how broken I, I am sometime today or last month or the week before. And you're still showing up and you go to places and you go, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm, how are you? I'm, you know. Get in there, but I know, and I have conversation with some of you. I know sometimes you get here and you're like, "I don't know if I can even lift my hands up. I'm that broken. I don't know if I can even do this because I, I'm trying. I ask God, but where are you, God?" And in that moment, Peter experienced all these moments in his life. He denied Jesus. The Bible says that at one point, they had eye contact, Peter and Jesus, and he remembered what Jesus said. And the guilt consumed him. The shame consumed Peter. And sometimes this idea of finishing this race, it seems impossible. Finishing this race. Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4.7 says, I have fought the good fight and I have finished in the race. I have remained faithful and now the prize awaits me. <laughs> Sometimes just by showing up is fighting the good fight. Sometimes just to be here is finding the good fight. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. You have to allow God to work through you. See, we like to see instant results. We and that's something today our culture have teaches very well. Uh, instant noodles, <laughs> do it in two minutes. You might be sick for the rest of your life, but two minutes. <laughs> you know, this is spaghetti. Five minutes. And the other one takes 15. No, I don't want the 15. 15 is too long. I like the five minutes. I went to the store. Uh, five minute fries. Put it in the oven. They're ready. We like, we're in a rush. We, we want things fast. I want to be healed fast. I want God to deal with my brokenness right now. I, I don't have the patience to work. I, I, I want things to happen. And God says, hold on a minute. Wait. Because you're so broken. If I deal with you right now, I will break you even more. Have you been in a situation that, 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 that something breaks you? have to treat it so gentle. So gentle. And so, because if you move it too fast, it will hurt. It's kind of like when you fell. Uh, one day a youth, maybe some youth will remember Um, we were playing a game in the foyer. And um, I'm running there. Yes, I was running. (laughs) And uh, Grayson, uh, I think he pushed me. Peter, you were here? Yeah. Yeah. And Grayson pushed, and I fell like a bag of potatoes (laughs) on the floor. And I stayed there. And I couldn't get up. And they're all laughing, ha, 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 like, God bless them. <laughs> I didn't have too many Christian thoughts at the moment. I'm there, and I'm slowly trying to get up, and my back my hurts, my knees hurts, I, like, like a bag of potatoes, just like that. <sighs> you look fine now, though. <laughs> just like a potato. <laughs> But at the time, you know, and they ask me, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, and and it hurts. You know, I knew that day I couldn't do much more. But sometimes life is like that. We fell, and it hurts. It damaged our emotions. It damaged our mind. Sometimes it damaged our soul. It damaged our relationship with everyone else, and we need to realize that Healing is a process. <clears throat> Recovery is a process. Some people are being blessed. Healing happened right away. God bless you. But some, some of us, we've been dealing with emotions for a long time. And God is very gentle about teaching us something. And Peter had dealt with the shame. Because after that, for the next three, four days, Peter was struggling. Shame will tell you, why are you doing it like that? You're wrong. What, are you, what you were thinking. You will never be as good as them. That's what shame will tell you. Guilt will tell you that the things you did was wrong. Therefore, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. And we come to church sometimes feeling like that. This is why the cross is so important. This is why Jesus dying on the cross has such an impact in our life. This is why we gather, not just because we like to sing songs and, and the room is nice and we live stream and, and the gathering and we are good at eating food and the events and the programs and you know it's not Christianity is not about that. That's extra. That's extra. Christianity is about recognizing what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me. That we were broken, we were a mess. And the enemy keep asking for you, keep asking, say, I want, I want to destroy Jorge. I want to break him so he will never get up. And I, and I love Jesus saying, but I am praying for you. And maybe you know friends in your circle, and you know, oh, that my friend is struggling, he's struggling with, with depression, he's struggling with this and that, and I see him fail over and again. You know what? I don't care anymore. Jesus said, I'm praying for you. And this is why prayer is so important in our lives. Because we cannot give up. Do you know somebody who is struggling? Do you know somebody who's going through a difficult time in your life? Maybe you are. We are praying for you. We are praying for you that your faith will maintain strong. The shame of events... Peter carried this shame. I deny my friend. I deny my friend, my master. The one that I said I would live, I would die for. And this the is the, 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 the message the enemy is trying to put in our thought. You don't deserve to be here. You will never be good enough to be here. And I rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus because you deserve to be here every single day because this is a place for healing. It's a place where you can say, God, here I am as broken. I have shame in my family. I I come here. I don't think I could even stand here, God. But here I am. And it's so beautiful to see that that moment that Peter is so upset that, why are you saying that, Jesus, I'm willing to die. And all what we see is that Peter denied him. Jesus died. What had just happened? I didn't have the chance to talk to him. How are we going to get things better? For three days, Peter is dwelling in that. Dwelling in that shame and that guilt. Like you and I sometimes do. We dwell, we overthink situations. And we overthink and we overthink and overthink until the point we start to believe it. And we freeze and we stand there. The problem with overthinking, the only limitation is us. Nobody else. We say we cannot do it and we overthink, therefore we don't do it. And I'm saying that, take that from my overthinker. Because sometimes, many times, I start to believe those thoughts. And and what Romans 12 says, renew the the spirit of your mind. It makes so much sense. It's in other words, bring, bring it back to Jesus. So Peter heard one point. That Jesus is not dead. Actually, the his body is not in the, in the grave. An angel came to, to, the, to Mary and they saying, in March 16, 7, say this. Now go and tell his disciples, <laughs> including Peter. I guess in, tell the disciples involved Peter. <laughs> but go and tell the disciples, including Peter, Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee, you will see him there. Just as he told you before he died. And Jesus said, I know you feel you don't deserve to be here. I know you feel you don't deserve to even call my disciple, but I'm inviting you. You know, this guilt thing is so tricky. Because I'm telling you that we deserve to be here, we're precious, we, we deserve, God loves us. And if you tell me, Jorge, have you ever felt like you don't deserve to be here or standing there? I will say, yes. Yes. When I'm being in my words, it's been painful to stand up here or anywhere else and say, God is there for you, God loves you, God care. Because in the practice, sometimes I don't see it. But I know deep in my heart a truth. It's not going to change by circumstances. It's, gonna, it's, it's a truth because I have experienced God's restoration. I have experienced His love. It's not something I just heard. I know it. I know it. Come. Come. Come as you are," say Jesus. If you're guilty, if you if you feel ashamed, if you feel broken, you feel like uh, you struggle with uh, with with addictions, with 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 lies, whatever whatever it is. Come. But you don't know what it did. You have no idea. I have to tell you the church version of my life. There is a version. <laughs> If you and I are drinking coffee or mate, if you learn to drink mate, I will tell you that. The other version, how messed up and broken I was. Not even the church believing in me. That's why my heart is for those people who have been rejected by church, because it always, always was something. You're not dressing like me. You should wear a tie. You should don't do that. Why you come here? No, this is not for you. You, say, you, you, you just don't get it. I need to be here. Because if I'm not here. My, my life is going to fall apart. If I'm not here, coming to God and say, God, I need you. My, my life is falling apart. You don't see it. You don't get it. But in my heart, that's how I feel. And I see God say, Tell Jorge to come. Come as as you are. I want to deal with your brokenness. I want to deal with your addiction. Just come. I want to be with you. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to get there. Just come. Just come. He will receive you. He will spend time with you. And the whole process of Peter feeling the shame and the guilt, everything they started. At the same time, prayer and that prayer that Jesus made, the, the enemy wants to break you, put it apart, Jesus also prophesied and proclaimed his restoration. And the verse thirty two, Jesus say, Um when you have repented and turned to me again. And stranger brothers. you know, we come to church and we say, "God love me," and when we see somebody who is broken and say, "You know, God can help you?" Why? Not just because the Bible says that He will, It's because we have experienced that in our own life. We are a living testimony of God's power to our community. We're not just words. We are the living testimony that God can do in our lives. That's why we come here and nobody can point fingers to you and say, how dare you, you being here? <laughs> you know how I dare? Because he died. I dare to be here and understand that I messed up I am because he died for me, not just a few sins, All of my sinners, as we enter to Palm Sunday, we enter to to Easter, and thinking of Friday, Good Friday, that when He died for us, we can come with confidence as believers in our brokenness, in our mess, that we have a Savior who loves us. It's just about finishing the race just about finishing the race. Maybe you are competitive and you're like, I want to finish first. and I'm going to show them how fast I can run. (laughs) Sure, do it. But I will tell you this, this race we are running, it's not about speed. It's not about who finished first and what place you finish. It's just about finishing and staying strong. The other day, I, I was going through home, dealing with some home issues, and I sit down on my couch, Our kids went to bed, I, I hope, and uh, uh, I'm sitting there, I turn on Netflix, and I'm like, I know something was playing there, but I'm, my mind just go out, and all I can think is, God, can you help me? Just that. Have you ever been in a moment in your life you say, God, can you help me? Can you you just do something? See, I I, I have the tendency to pray for circumstances to go away. I don't want to go through it. And I do pray, there's nothing wrong to pray for that, but I, I have to learn to say, God, can you help me to maintain my faith is strong? Because right now my faith is just weak. Right now it's just coming here just by obligation. And the men's group on Saturdays where you just spending this time talking about spending that time with the Father and really want to spend that time with him. You know, Peter, God restored him in the same spot that he got, he called him at the beach. He made some bacon and egg. No, he can eat bacon, just eggs. At the same spot, Jesus said, do you love me? He say, Yes, I love you. And Peter got restored. Now Peter is old. He's, and he writes a letter called 1 Peter. <laughs> Actually, there were three. And one of these letters in Peter 5 10. Peter said this as an old man, he's been preaching the gospel. He's been, and he said this, and his kindness God call you to share in his eternal glory. By means of Christ Jesus. So after suffering. A little while. He will. He will. He will restore you. Support. And strengthen you. And he will place you. On a firm foundation. Peter knew what he's talking about after you've been struggling for a little while whatever you're going through it will pass but this is a word from god for you if you're watching online or you're going to watch later i want you to hear this he will restore you he will support you he will strengthen you and he will place you in a firm foundation I don't know which one of those you are. Maybe you have no strength to fight. Maybe you're running low. And I have a list of friends in my head right now that I know they're going through difficult times. And when I say, He will strengthen you, I just can see God holding their arms and say, stay strong, stay strong. I'm with you all the way. I'm with you. How this is possible? Very simple, Church. Because He died in the cross, and He promised to be with us. He will restore you. He will support you. And strengthen you. And He will place you on a firm foundation. That's the word from a guy who was broken. That's the word from a guy who stays in truck. By the way, he was out of truck for a while. He came back strong. You can get there. You got this. We're not giving up on you. He's not giving up on you. You can do this. When you're home and you're dealing with your thoughts you're dealing with your problems, you're dealing with your sin, and you're saying the sin is overcoming you and it's controlling you, you can do this. You know why? Because He did it for you. There's no condemnation. That's why this week is so important, church. That's why we invite you to come on Friday and join us. Not just another Christian tradition and celebrate and want to have communion. Because it's so important to remember, this is the day that Jesus died. And because of this, he's dead, I am free. And because of his death, I have a living hope that I will be what he called me to be. God has called you to serve. God has called you. Don't put that on the shelf. Allow God to work in your life. He will restore you. He will strengthen you. And He will put you on a firm foundation. So, Father, we pray come, Lord Jesus. Come into our brokenness. God, we invite you to our mess. Come to my house. Come to my marriage. Come to our kids. Come to our mind come to our heart. We need you, Jesus. A lot of us are running low, feeling we don't have the strength to keep fighting. Can you strengthen us? Can you put us in a firm foundation? God, we need you. God, we need your power to work in our lives. Thank you so much because we can come to you as we are. And we can come to you and say, God, you are our living hope. At the cross, we can come and and share our brokenness and share our sins to you. And we know there will be no guilt and no condemnation. And God, I pray for anyone who's feeling guilt, shame, condemnation. Those voices of the enemies. you don't deserve to be here. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray that your love fall fresh. And you remind us who we are in you. We love you, Jesus. We love you so much. And God, as we finish, prepare our hearts as we come on Friday to remember what you did for us in the cross. That day our freedom started. Our day there was no more guilt and more condemnation. We want to remember what you did for us in the cross. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.